Before we jump into today's episode, we want to talk to you about Internet Church. Rich, what is Internet Church? Oh, it's only the best internet gathering this side of the Kailua River. Is the Kailua River a thing? Maybe we should start over. <laughs> let's let's do it again. Ask me again. <laughs> no, let's leave it in. Now no, no, let's talk about Internet Church. Uh, internet Church. Actually, it's a thing we do every other Friday night where we all gather together, uh, encourage the saints in truth. It's uplifting. It's edifying. It's just a time to gather for about an hour on a Friday night or day, depending what part of the world you're in, just to be encouraged by the saints. You you think you would like something like that? Is the Pope Catholic? Uh, you bet your sweet bippy the Pope is Catholic. And uh, Justin, Internet Church is all about gospel freedom. It's good. I'm trying to think of the follow-up question. <laughs> oh, I'm like, man, this thing is lagging. Uh, all right. If No. Absolutely love it. So if you were going to... No. What are we going for? Are we trying to be funny or are we trying to be serious? I don't know. I I mean, whatever. I, we're trying to let people know that... Oh, <laughs> I'm not as gifted as you are in this department, my friend. So join us every other Friday night, 8 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern. If you are international and want to add that to your calendar so you don't have to do all the time conversions, head on over to lovereality.org slash circles and add the Internet Church Circle to your calendar. And this idea of cheap grace is one in where I receive the goodness of God so that I can continue to live however I want. However I want. And maybe I might even incorporate God in my life to live my best life now. Welcome back to The Move, where we are vibing in and with the book 10 minutes at a time. I've noticed this uh, transition from vibing with the book. You're also now saying vibing in the book. Yeah. What's the what's the, the theory behind that? Because that's not something we, we gamed out and like, oh, yeah, let's do that. I don't I don't know. It just feels like. Feels good? It feels good. <laughs> maybe, maybe light will come to us later and we'll figure out why that's the deal. It feels good. It just. It just feels good. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with feeling good. Today we're looking at Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. Yeah. Question is, have you read it? Go ahead. Take some time. We'll wait for you right here. All right. All right. As always, 10 minutes going on the clock in 3, 2, 1. So, Justin, here's Yo. the question. What is the therefore, therefore? Yeah, so this, this, the text is talking about we've been justified by faith. That's what that's there for. Mm-hmm. Since we have been justified by faith. Since, since our righteousness is not what constitutes our standing with God, but instead the example of Jesus, that which is accounted to us because of that reality when we're justified by faith. There's this really cool byproduct of that. There's a really cool result of it, you actually hinted towards it in our last episode, mm-hmm. and it's this idea of peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the 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 what's it called? The, the Jews had this idea of shalom, mm-hmm. this idea of uh, of peace, this completeness, this well being. Peace isn't just like oh, I don't have stress anymore, mm-hmm. which is how we in you know in the states look at peace, like mm-hmm. oh, 
Peace means my job is easy, mm -hmm. I'm making money, mm -hmm. relationships are good, mm -hmm. having a good time. But that's not really what peace means mm -hmm. to the, the people that Paul is talking about. It's about wholeness. It's about harmony, prosperity. It's, it's about by, by, by knowing that everything's going to be all right, even if everything's not all right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the gift that we get from God. That is the gift that we get. So therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace. We have shalom. We have uh, there is an absence of controversy between God and us. And there is a presence of reconciliation that we are knitted back together uh, so that we participate in a divine family that interestingly we were created for. Yeah. Right. And, and real quick, the distinction isn't that we just have peace in life mm -hmm. because the, 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 the New Testament talks about how we'll have troubles, we'll have tribulations, we'll have persecutions, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's all like still part of the story. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. right. You know, just like not not long ago, uh, one of my close friends from Bible college, mm -hmm. like he ended up passing away. Mm -hmm. Like that's just and he's a young dude, had mm -hmm. a heart problem. Mm -hmm. Like that's still reality. Mm -hmm. The thing that we experience, the peace that we experience, mm -hmm. isn't peace in this world, but peace between us and the divine. Mm -hmm. We no longer have to be plagued with this sense of guilt mm -hmm. and this burden that's just weighing us down and beating us down because mm -hmm. we have peace with God. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that really strikes me about this verse, too, that through him, this is Jesus Christ, because we got to understand again, Paul is making this argument that our standing with God is secure Mm -hmm. precisely because of what God has done in and through Jesus. And the good news is that the standing is secure for both Jew and Gentile through faith. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Through expecting his goodness against the expectation of what our sins deserve, which is the curse of death, yeah. condemnation. Mm -hmm. But because he, he received that curse in his person, that he was delivered up for our trespasses, that we can now have confidence because he's resurrected for our justification, that we have this standing before God. So it brings me back to what we concluded with in the last 10 minutes, which was this idea of believing in the goodness of the cop who's going to come and bring you that $100 when you're stopped doing 100 in a 70. And that we finished with this idea of, well, might that be cheap grace? Yes. Right? And this idea of cheap grace is one in where I receive the goodness of God so that I can continue to live. However I want. However I want. And maybe I might even incorporate God in my life to live my best life now. Yeah. Right? So I take the $100 and I invest it in a smart, <laughs> you know, financial play because, hey, thanks, God. I was doing 100 but you gave me 100 and now I can live this best life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so cheap grace then becomes this sort of tagline that we assign to the idea that God is favorable to us and that we then can live in the same patterns before we received his favor. Meaning, I can still drive 100 in the 70. Yeah, cause because if I, if I just flip the, you know, the, the thumbs, thumbs up. up in fact, there's a there's an advantage to doing it more. Yeah. Because then I get more money. Yeah. And, and this is this thing that, you know, Paul, we, we, we've we gone there. through already. You know, should we continue sinning yeah. so grace abounds? Well, we haven't gone in the – we've gone through it. We oh, haven't sorry. gone through it. I've been spending so much time in the text. Yes. I assume that we've already talked no, through that. No. We'll get. I, yeah. I mean, we'll get there we'll soon. Get there. Hang we'll on. Get there. But here's the thing, and this is what's so offensive about gospel. Yeah. Is that God does not visit us with his – 
punishment. Mm-mm. It's not punitive in order to correct us. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. God continues to visit us with his goodness. But what is his goodness? His goodness is this peace that we do not have our acts and what we deserve, our sins, counted on our ledger. That there, He does not look at us through that lens. He actually looks at us through this lens of being favorable to us. And in him actually being favorable towards us, he gives us something that is transformative Mm. if we believe in his goodness. And this is what Romans 1 through 5 really gets me jazzed up about because what he gives us is his spirit. Yeah. And his spirit is the agreement with his goodness. And that when we receive his spirit, we now have this thing within us. It unlocks the key to all reality and all truth, which is this, that in all things, In all things that I go through, nothing can overcome this peace. So Paul moves. We have access by faith into this grace which we stand. This is the favor. Mm -hmm. And we rejoice in the hope of glory, right? Which is what? Not only am I expecting the goodness in the moment, but I'm expecting there's something even better. There's something even better. Like the expectation of my life is death, but I'm expecting something even better, this glory, right? This This is what Paul's going on, right? Not only that, but we, re- but not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering. There it is. Which is crazy. Uh, I was looking this up. This is the same word that he talks about uh, in Romans two. It's translated boasting. Yeah. So he here he is not only just like oh yeah we're 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 suffering, but he's boasting yeah. about his suffering. Yeah. Because I know now how to suffer in this world because I'm expecting against the expectation of what you think this suffering ought to produce. Uh-huh. Because as I suffer, it is establishing even more and more and growing, maturing that faith of mm-hmm. the previous chapter within me. Mm-hmm. And that then becomes the evidence or in other versions, it's the experience or in this version, it's the endurance of what I actually have. So suffering. And because I suffer, I suffer according to the grace I've received, according to this peace. So I know how to suffer well. I know how to not live at the expense of somebody else because God never lived at the expense of me. And because I received that, I know now how to endure. And as I'm enduring, it begins to develop and grow me. And this growth, we call it character. And now I'm growing into the fullness of the way Christ lived in this world so that my life is through him by faith. Applying this to, 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 to regular life, right? Like yeah. we, we go through suffering and, and yeah. without this assurance, without this faith, we think that things need to change in order for us to obtain peace. Yeah. Because the only way that we define reality is by what we see yeah. around us. Yeah. And because that's all that we can see, we don't have hope. We don't have peace within us. And therefore, when we suffer, we can't even rejoice. Yeah. But, but under this paradigm, when we have the suffering, it's a reminder of, this isn't it. This isn't it. This, this is just act one of yeah. the story. There's, there's something better to come yeah. down the line. Because what frames the suffering is the suffering that Christ suffered for us. Yes. Right? Before we suffer, he suffered first. And he suffered well so that we might live. Yes. And as we suffer, we can know that at the core of all life and reality is that his love and his resurrection power in us can't be overcome. So that's why we can suffer well. So this is where I would actually make a practical appeal. Go for it. I would make a practical appeal to whoever's watching is that the gospel actually proclaims the goodness of God over your life in such a way that he was willing to give Jesus and surrender him up 
two and four our trespasses so that he could give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. The question is maybe twofold. One, have you seen and believed that God is that good? And two, have you seen and believed that he views you through that lens of goodness? Well, then three, because that leads like, okay, you could you could say yes to both those two. But the third part is the most important part. Have Give you received us. that? Have you, received Have you accepted that? Yeah. Do you choose to believe that statement over your life? Or do you choose to believe the lies that are being whispered in your ears in the moments that say, no, 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 you actually aren't that good. You actually don't have peace with God because you've done X, Y, Z, because you screwed up in one, two, three. Therefore, there's no way that this could actually be true for you. This might be the text on the page, but it isn't reality to you yeah so the question is 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 what do you put your faith in and in that moment when you put your faith in his goodness and you thumbs up that's when you have the gift which is the promise right here poured out into our hearts it's the holy spirit and you have peace peace yeah let me give you let me leave you with one line that yeah. i get from this a guy real, named, man this was good a guy named dan moeller who dan if you ever see this i hope to meet you one day you have spoken so much truth into my life and it's this grace without transformation is perversion yes and the transforming element is his spirit within us because we have peace with him and, and that, that's that, that's not to be used as a club to bang you over the head no. where you say oh grace without transformation therefore i must work transformation yeah, no. in my life no that's not what we're saying no no. Grace without transformation is a perversion in the sense that like if you think you have grace as a license to go and speed again, yeah. that's not actually that's not grace. actually grace. Yeah. 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 Let's leave it there. Cool, man. All right, guys. We'll see you in tomorrow's episode as we continue vibing in with and with along and through by <laughs> under for any preposition you want. Long story short, we'll see you tomorrow for our next 10 minutes.